Creation Grounds listeners, what's going on? Long time no, would it be long time no see? Long time no. Creation Grounds listeners, episode 26 of the Creation Grounds featuring a friend of mine, Joan Batoon. She and I, we share the same manager. Um, and I thought it'd be great to have her on this podcast because she has a bright future ahead of her. And she also has some great things that she's done and some great value, I think, that will help you guys in your careers. <clears throat> if this is your first episode of the Creation Grounds that you've ever listening to, I'm grateful and appreciative that you found us. And um, if you have been a longtime listener and you've listened to other episodes, I appreciate you for that. In this episode with Joan Batum, we talk about her booking on Iron Fist. We talk a little bit about martial arts. Um, we talk about what we can expect from her character Torques this season, some of her dream collaborations, the success of Crazy Rich Asians um, and what that means to her and um, diversity in general and representation of diversity. Um, we talk about her first booking in which her first booking, she's sitting across from Aziz Ansari and what it was like being on set with him and what are two things that actors can do today to move their um, career forward. A funny story in this, she talks about how she got into acting. I think that's a pretty funny story be- um, behind how she got into acting. Joan is dope, she's fun, she's resilient, she's tough, and I learned a lot in this episode about her that I didn't know prior. So enjoy this episode featuring Joan Batum. Welcome to another episode of the Creation Grounds featuring Joan Batum. She's just re- recently featured on Iron Fist and she has some other great things going on. She was just at Comic-Con yesterday. We're just talking about that a little bit off air. How are you doing, Joan? I am fabulous. Dope, dope. So from my understanding, you were born and raised in New York. Um, tell me what it was like growing up in Queens. Well, I was actually born in the Philippines. Oh, wow. And yeah. I... Mm-hmm. And I came here when I was four and a half um, to meet up with my parents because I was raised with my grandmother. Um, you know, the whole American dream type of mm-hmm. situation. Growing up in Queens was so much fun. It was, it's so diverse. And I and plus, I grew up where, um, have you watched Coming to America? Of course. I always say this. <laughs> of course. So where... Um, Eddie Murphy worked at the fast food chain. That's basically where I lived. That's where I grew up. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, and like my school was there. It's My school was actually like, they pans it to my elementary school, which is pretty cool. But the school is not there anymore. So. Okay. That's dope. Um, coming to America. So is that how, how often have you seen that movie? Did that movie inspire you? With acting, um, it just inspired me to hopefully get into comedy. You went into comedy? I didn't know that. Pardon? You into comedy? I'm into comedy. I mean, I'm not a comedic actress because I love drama, but I love watching comedy. I watch comedy all the time just because it, it, you know, it brightens up your spirit whenever you have a rough day. <laughs> I understand. That's dope. What is one event? So you come from the Philippines. I actually didn't know that prior. Um, that's pretty cool. Came here um, when you're four. What is one event in your life that you would say is major in making you who you are? If there was one key moment. 
I don't think there was really one key moment. I think it was just a culmination of events. Um, I basically, I think when I was like 18, when I was away for college, my parents separated. My I had broken up with my boyfriend. So all those down moments made me so resilient in how I come about things and deal with situations and since it was all at that jam-packed year of my life I don't know it just it just made me who I am someone who's resilient and just strong and doesn't really you know give to can I curse in podcasts absolutely you can say whatever's on your heart (laughs) don't get too sucks you know what I'm saying I feel you as long as I'm alive and it's it's all it's all a lesson to me you know yeah there's a blessing and silver linings and everything. Um, mm-hmm. So do you remember much about the Philippines growing up or is that like out of your memory? For Honestly, you? I remember a lot. Yeah? I was a bad child. Oh, yeah? I was a spoiled bad child because I was the first grandchild, my grandmother's, um, and everyone spoiled me. I was very rude. I used to play pranks on everybody. Pretty sure I pulled a girl's earlobe out. Wow. Um, I was, yes, I was three. But I loved it. It's a very poor country. And I'm, I'm grateful that my family wasn't, was pretty well off in the Philippines since, you know, it's much cheaper over there. Mm-hmm. But um, I enjoyed being with my cousins, being with my neighbors, I'm just having a great time. Like, I remember I used to just walk by myself at the age of three to the corner little deli and just, like, take the candy without paying. Or, yeah, or just going on these random adventures with my, um, with my neighbors just around the neighborhood. But I remember, I actually remember leaving. It was actually really sad. I didn't know where I was going. Remember, I was leaving to go to America. As you remember, yeah. They just kind of put you on a plane, or no, 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 kind of like warning. I don't know. I just remember saying, "You know, in the movie when you look back at the car and just wave." Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was like remember, one of those moments. I I I really remember that moment, and then I I said goodbye to a family friend who was my age, basically. And I remember going to the airport, to Hong Kong. We made a stopover to Hong Kong, then to New York. And that was just, that was interesting. Yeah. Because I didn't know the language at all. Oh, wow. So you, yeah, obviously, yeah, yeah. So that's, that's another conversation. But how, just real quick, how, how long did it take you to, like, adapt to the language or learn the language? About a year. My dad stayed with me while my mom worked and taught me English and now I don't really know my language because they made sure I know English very well and you know I became Americanized after. Yeah. So what is one thing about Philippine culture that you wish more people knew about? I wish people knew that we are very artistic and um, creative human beings. I know there's this whole thing that yeah, Filipinos, they're great doctors, nurses, all that. But if you look into um, the Filipino culture more, there's like, there's so much color and liveliness 
like they may have like a great job, but their gender they'll have like interior design or um, or dancing or singing as their hobbies. I don't know. Every single Filipino I meet, they just they have this creative mind, even though they're stuck in the. I guess an intellectual mind, but like once you get to talk to them and they're just so lively and and maybe a lot of people know about that, but I don't know. Yeah, it's I mean, just, do you do you know any people of note that um that come to mind for you? Like great artists or designers? I would say I think my dad. That's my cool. dad's my dad's a doctor, but he has such a great eye for colors and design and like putting outfits together. He, I feel like he has such a great creative mind. <laughs> That's dope. Yeah. What would you say is the most proud accomplishment that you have to date? Oh man, I don't really know. I'm that type of person when you accomplish something, I don't really think of it as a compliment. Accomplishment is just the next level. Um, that's that's good. Yeah, it's just like I forget about it. Like you know, um, I talked to um, a friend of mine, and like, oh, congratulations! I can't believe you did this. I'm like, yeah, next. I feel you. Right. Um, if you okay, so if it wasn't career wise, but maybe something, um, in just your life that you're proud of, like even learning English or or um or something what would you say it was? If there is anything. There doesn't have to be. I think I don't have, yeah, I don't have like the biggest accomplishments. I think it's more of the little moments that I overcome a situation. So it could be something little. It could be like, like last weekend I got locked out of my car and my phone. Like <laughs> my phone was in my car. My my bag, my money was in my car. My car was running, FYI. And wow. I just had an idea. Oh, let me just ask someone for their phone to go on an app for my friends to track me. So I think it's little things like that to like, I think every, what I feel like is an accomplishment is going through daily life, overcoming even the smallest or the biggest you know, step back in life and then live on from there. That's real. Do you, um, do you note things that you're grateful for in the morning and at night? Is that something that you do or like your wins of that day? Yes. Yeah. Well, it could be about, I'm grateful for my cat or my mom and dad. Um, but yeah, I I do, uh, have a list of 10 things usually. That's dope. So Mm -hmm. you came from the Philippines, your father's an art, artistic doctor, um, tell me about the day that you decided that you wanted to act. Was there a specific moment, something that happened, or is it something that's always been innate? I believe it was more innate because I I grew up as an only child, and I used to, you know, have plays by myself. I used to just talk to myself. I never had an imaginary friend, which is, <laughs> I wish I did, but, um, but I think this one moment... <laughs> was in high school and I had gotten detention and I tried to get out of it by crying (laughs) and just coming up with this whole elaborate story and I got out of it and that's when I realized I'm like I think I have the power to manipulate people oh wow that's that's (laughs) actually great 
That's a great story. That's funny. How long were you crying before they let you out? Like, do you remember the story you told them? Oh. <laughs> oh, wait, wait. This is a better question. What did you get detention for? Um, For eating pizza in the the hallway with, and my skirt was short because I went to a private Catholic school and oh. I looked straight at the teacher and I just, she was like, throw that away and then unroll your skirt. I looked at her and I put the pizza in my mouth and then I just <laughs> smiled and I threw it. That is funny. That's hilarious. <laughs> and then she screamed at me and then I went to the dean. I started crying and I was like, no one's allowed to scream at me aside from my parents and my grandparents. She has no right to scream at me. I am hurt. I feel so disrespected. Oh I, went, I went out. I went out just to get out of attention. And you've been booking things left and right since. That's amazing. Um, well, I mean, it was it was a long time coming because I didn't really, I didn't go to college for acting or anything like that. It was just it was a private thing for me. The last, basically, no one really knew I was an actor until my first episode of anything came out. It was kind of like it was kind of like a secret slash coming out thing. <laughs> So you study martial arts, um, and actually, I think Cali is um, originated in the in the Philippines, isn't it? Or uh, am I off on that? Yes, yes. No, is that Anis? Actually, I don't really. Yes, Cali. I think so. See, I'm not. I'm not too. Not too well knowledgeable on Cali. Cali. What's the martial art any. you train? So, I did Taekwondo. Oh, Taekwondo. Okay, you'd be kicking around people. Yes. How long have you been yes. doing that? I started when I was 10, and I stopped my training when I was probably 15, but I kept going. As in, I didn't go to Taekwondo school after that. I just did it at the gym because I love kicking. Okay. That's dope. And that, um, did that help you in, when you booked Iron Fist? Did your martial arts background help you with that? Do you think? Oh, um, I don't know. Hopefully it did. That's I dope. think so. I mean, it helped me during training because just learning the forms and making sure the technique was right. I mean, the st stunt coordinators were amazing. Um, yeah, weren't they? Yeah. That's dope. Um, but it was, it was challenging. It is still challenging Taekwondo because you have to have the right technique or else you'll get hurt yeah. <laughs> or you may hurt yourself or someone if they're in the way. But I love Taekwondo. Actually, I didn't really love it in the beginning. I was just good at it. Mm -hmm. My mom just made me like I wanted to stay in ballet or learn how to swim but she was like, no, you have to learn how to defend yourself. I hated it. But I think that hate turned into, like, beat me so passionate while I'm kicking because I'm just like, I hate this. Boom. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. So you put extra umph and passion of hatred into it. That's dope. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So tell me about the day that you booked Iron Fist. Do you remember that? So I actually, I auditioned for it. I didn't get it. And then... A couple weeks after, they were like, um, oh, we're thinking of her 
to be in another role, so they pinned me. And um, after that, I got a text from our manager, and I got the role. Awesome. And I was confused. I was like, I don't, because when I get good, even Annette would say, uh, knows this. When I get good news, I just, I'm very calm. Yeah. It just doesn't, you know, it doesn't sit yet. I think it's just mar- it marinates for a while. Do you eventually get excited or, or is it kind of? I just, don't. You don't? It's like kind of keep it moving on to the next I, one? I get, I get excited when I'm on set, right. when I'm actually doing the work, not, not when I receive the news. Yeah. When I receive the news, then I'm just like, okay, now I have to, I just dive in then. So I don't really have a chance. I get, ex- I get excited for my, when I'm telling my friends and my family, so they know that I'm not, not great, not ungrateful. Right. I'm just, I'm just the type of person who's just like, okay, cool. Let's go. I feel you. Meet the challenge. Exactly. What can we expect from your character Torx this season? She is a badass and has to deal with a bunch of boys. Okay, cool. And that's what you can share? That's your story? You stick into it? Yeah, I mean, it's actually, I love this season. And um, I met so many great, great actors and, and crew. And, I mean, I don't really have a big part in this season. But I learned so much. Just from being behind on the set. scenes, yeah. You honestly, you learn a lot on set. I love being on set. I love, I love observing everyone because everyone has their own process. Everyone has their own way of um, handling a character, or getting getting into a character, and it's just you know, especially someone who's not. I haven't been on set a lot. It's just so, it's so informative. I think you're being you know, unfair I, to yourself. You you've been ripping it this year. You've been. You, I think you 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 did. You were in New Orleans. Uh, we'll we'll get there. Go ahead. Go ahead. Finish your finish yourself. Yeah, it's honestly it's a learning process because, yeah. like I said, I never really went to acting school and stuff like that. So I don't really have a a method or way of doing things. So everything is a big blank canvas for me usually, and I'm just like doing some trial and, and errors but whenever I see these actors I like grab like little things from them just to see if it could help with my work and my craft so yeah that's the best part of being on set just like learning so what you all and obviously telling the story <laughs> telling the story and doing the job that's dope do you have any green collaborations anybody that you want to work with that you haven't like yet I would love to work with Michelle Williams and Viola Davis. That's dope. Viola's is yeah. both of them are queens. That's that's incredible. Oh yes, they're both. Oh my gosh, they they just have this presence mm. that whenever you see them in camera, even when they both started out, it's like they still have this presence about them. And I can't really depict what it is because you know, as artists, you always transform. Mm-hmm. But they always have like something that you that just draws me into their character, even if it's just one line. Did you see? So, did you see Antoine Fisher? No. Oh, no. you gotta watch that one. Viola was in like one scene, and it was just like 
one of the most memorable scenes. So, um, yeah, I remember I saw her in Eat, Pray, Love. I was like, what? I haven't seen that one yet. I didn't know she did that. Yep. Oh, okay. Yep. Do you have any celeb crushes? Any any messages to them? I don't have a message to them just in case I may work with them because lately I've been auditioning when, you know, when they're a main character. I mean, I... I, Oh, okay. Got you. Got you. Okay. But I'm obsessed because I've been putting this out on Twitter. Noah Centineo from PS... uh, From Boys I've Ever Loved before to all the boys I've ever loved before okay. which is a great movie and the Asian girl is the lead awesome she's amazing which leads us to Crazy Rich Asians which had incredible box office success um, what oh. does that success mean for you? oh my gosh first of all that movie is fantastic fantastic I cried I laughed I I went by myself which made it more personal Mm-hmm. But I'm excited. It's just as a you know as an Asian American and seeing all these Asian actors having different types of roles and not just one like stereotypic role. It was it was just amazing to see. I, I don't. Know, it was just it was so inspiring because sometimes, you know, as an Asian American actor, it's like sometimes when you read a breakdown that's given to you for an audition, it's like, is will America, is this okay? Like, mm-hmm. do you, I wonder if I could book this role because usually, you know, I'm not the girl next door. I'm not, I'm not the, you know, beautiful girl coming out from the door. Every guy looks at her, you know? So when I, when I saw this, this movie, it just took out all the insecurities of what I usually have within myself when I read for a role that's like, oh, I don't know if this is okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, will, will they see the, my type of person, like my skin color, my the way I look? Like, will they accept that? Yeah. And they do because, hello, crazy rich Asians. Hey. It was number one for, I think, like, uh, for a while it was number one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. So earlier this year, I think it was either earlier this year or maybe late last year that you booked Master of None with Aziz. Um, tell me about that day on set and everything you absorbed um, and learned from them and what it was like being in that in that show. So that was my first booking. And so... It was crazy for me. I was, I was shocked. One, <laughs> I got on set, and the PA was a high school friend of mine. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. And we were good so. friends, which made it amazing because, first of all, the lingo. I'm like, what? I don't understand what you're saying, mm-hmm. but then he helped me. And then I, you know, I met Aziz and he was doing two episodes back to back. And, um, he's a very comedic guy, but then in real life, I think he's just, he's very focused. Right. So he didn't really say much, just, you know, you know, the cordial, like cordial questions and stuff, but it, he was more focused on his characters and what he has to bring because he was, he was basically filming every scene the whole day and, you know, as actors, you need to focus, especially Absolutely. if it's your show. Yeah. 
what are two things that actors can do today to move their career forward, would you say? I believe to stay knowledgeable of what's going on during each season. And how As would they keep updates. Pardon? How, how would they do that? Just read Deadline, read Variety, and just be knowledgeable about all the casting directors and what's casting in in New York City and what do you like? What trends are going on right now? You know, mm-hmm. I think that's super important to because it's because I went to fashion school and it's I think it's kind of almost the same because there's trends and you see it. There's trends going on like right now. This season is about rebooting all these '90s shows and stuff like that. So I think. Actors need to be knowledgeable of what's in, so they could be well prepared of what is what are we going in for. And another thing, what they could do to move you know their career forward is just have fun. That's real. <laughs> you know, a lot of actors I know, and sometimes I could get into this. It's they get so stuck into the business and trying to move forward that sometimes you need to take a break and like remember why you're doing this because once you get go in the room or give a performance if you're not looking like you're having fun or having you know this is like so passionate about then what then what are you doing i agree that's still yeah where can people keep up with you you got social media I do. I have Instagram and Twitter. Uh, it's Joe and Batoon. Okay. Simple. Cool. And I always ask all my guests this. Um, when you think of the word creative, who's the first artist to come to mind and why? So yesterday I watched A Star is Born, so I would have to say Lady Gaga. Okay, cool. How was that movie? I haven't seen it yet. Oh my gosh. You need to see it. I am going to see it again today. Okay. And why, why would you say Lady Gaga? What, what about her is so creative for you? She's creative because she's her original person. Um, I believe creativity is, you know, being original as well as transforming yourself. Like having, like accepting that transformation and not letting it, let, not, not letting society bother you. So she just goes through all these like, transformations in her life but she puts it in her work for the people and she's just open about it and she doesn't she gives no fucks basically Mm -hmm. and I find that to be so inspiring because in this world you know in this society it's like you have to be this or that and she's so inspiring and just so she's a risk taker with everything she does yeah and i find that i find that so like uh inspiring and she's such a great role model to everybody and she's a new yorker and i've met people who've you know met her and she there's nothing but like great words that describes her usually that's awesome yeah. That's awesome. Joan Batum, 
Thank you for being a guest on the Creation Grounds and I uh, wish you all success and future happiness. Thank you, you too. And to everyone who's listening. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>